Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. Nearly two years in podcast, we're bringing you a special episode of fan request of our first ever Lost episode. This was an episode that we recorded as a test run, get us all in the game, see how we did together, and be prepared. It's a little rough. So from here on, if you are watching it on YouTube, you are going to see only Destiny's perspective because that was all the footage that actually came through. Uh, and if you're listening to it, the audio is a little less than exemplary. But for all of you out there that asked for this, I hope you enjoy it. And thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a weekly roundup of news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk for virtual reality gaming. I'm Rick McAfee, a host. These are your other hosts. We have Jay Brat. What up? Adam Charlton. Hello. And Destiny Wheeler. Hey, guys. And we will be having three sections for those that are new to the podcast. This is the first recording of the podcast, so it's going to be new for everyone here. Um, let's see. We got a new section. We're just going to be covering the news that happened this past week, roughly. We have a section talking about the games we've been playing what we think about them having a quick discussion and then lastly we'll be having an opinion piece and it'll be going over our favorite or rather the must-have games for our particular vr systems all right let's get started this week's new segment is brought to you by no one in particular we have no sponsors actually we do have a sponsor now you know them it's asterian products they make the asterian aura vr headset stand it's gorgeous go on asterianproducts.com or go on amazon and find them if you're on amazon code full dive 10 will get you 10 percent off but if you'd like to be a sponsor please email me at rip mcafee at full dive game or full dive podcast.com um if you're not certain how to spell that, don't worry. Just go to the podcast description. All right. Let's hop into the news. I feel like I should have had, like, one of you guys be, like, I feel like I've already talked so much. <laughs> and now I have to like, present <laughs> the first news piece. <laughs> so our first news piece is um, Vader Immortal and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners are coming out to PlayStation VR. Um, I am ILMX Lab if that's how they call themselves, have announced that Vader Immortal, the popular series of games currently sold exclusively on the Oculus Store for both Oculus PC headsets and the Oculus Quest, will be getting a PlayStation VR port this summer. All three episodes will be available together as one individual purchase, bringing the complete VR trilogy together. The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, released on PlayStation, on PlayStation VR, uh, was released today, Wednesday, April 6th. I think, so you're the only one that has PSVR, right? That is correct. Are Has you anyone else here even played PlayStation? No, I haven't. I've never even seen I it in person. I have the opportunity to. I yeah. have, and I sold mine. <laughs> you stole yours? Uh, no, no, I sold <laughs> mine. Oh. <laughs> well, I gotta say, this has been a great week to be in PSVR. Uh, there's been several games lately. I mean, Half-Life Alex, Saints and Sinners, that... PlayStation VR owners have had to sit back and watch and just be super jealous about. So The Walking Dead, the craziest part of it was it seemed like no one in the PlayStation VR community even knew this was dropping until like the night before it happened. Right? So yeah, that, I just suddenly saw yeah. videos of it. <laughs> yeah, everyone was like, hey, it's out. And Reddit was just exploding. Uh, and they also found out Vader Immortal Gorn is supposed to also be coming out this month. And then, of course, Pistol Whip's coming out this summer. So it's, it's a good time to actually own a PlayStation VR. And for those of mm -hmm. you here who haven't played it, it, it really is comparable to a lot of the PlayStation, a lot of the PC VR systems. The thing about it that drives everyone crazy, it's 180 tracking. So you can't just turn around and do whatever you want to. But as long as you stay face forward facing that camera, it really is a decently comparable experience, minus the fact there is no analog sticks on the controllers, which drives everyone crazy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I can attest. This is actually really exciting for PlayStation VR because it's always sort of felt like PlayStation VR sort of existed in one space and then all the right. other PC. Uh, and Oculus sort of existed in another. And now we're getting to see a lot of the different overlap here. And that's really exciting for, for not just PlayStation VR, but sort of for the VR community in general, that there's all of this cross-platform play starting to, to come out. I wouldn't know, say cross-platform. Do you guys yeah. know if the, uh, the Biohazard, Bio, uh, Resident Evil 7, did that get a PC port? Hmm. Nope, it stayed no, only PSVR. There's a lot right. of anger about that Pl still. PlayStation, <laughs> let's see, you know, let's let, like... Do a bit of yeah. trading here, you know. We've got, uh, we've got. Oh shit! I grabbed my camera. Um, <laughs> uh, we got uh, 
I just realized I can't really do per finger. Like I can only get up to two, and then I I have to go straight to. Four. I can only do one. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> only he with his fancy index uh, knuckles. <laughs> All the do. finger control. All the finger control. Um, yeah, I would love to see Rigs and Biohazard on PC. I, I really enjoyed those when I was on PlayStation, and it's it's been a long time coming to see those for us, uh, uh, for the PC Master Race. Moving on. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Destiny, you were starting to speak up there for a second. What did you want to say about this before I tear Adam a new one over yes. here? Oh, no, you're totally good, but I definitely agree with what you were saying with the more, like, um, cross-play or cross-platform games. I think that's been, like, a huge issue, um, even with other games like Arizona Sunshine. I know we're going to talk about later, but still, like, that was an issue, and so it's really cool to see kind of all the worlds coming together. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep this brief, but it's interesting to hear your perspective as a developer on this, Adam, because the PlayStation VR community this entire time has felt like we are all one big thing, but everyone that comes strictly from PC feels exactly how you feel, where it's like, oh, PlayStation VR was kind of its own ecosystem, its own yeah. separate thing over here. <laughs> and everyone with the PSVR kind of feels like, what does is, what is that guy on American Dad say? He's like, stop pretending I don't exist! He's that one awkward friend you always had in the friend group that, like, sometimes showed up and thought he was part of it, and you all, like, kind of <laughs> let him <Yep>. be there. <laughs> yep. Right. Well, a part of the problem for PlayStation VR that is that if you want to incorporate with PlayStation, like with the Oculus and the other Vive and Index, it works really seamlessly. You don't really have to add in that much effort. But with the PlayStation VR, it, it has some limitations like the 180 tracking, and that works well for PlayStation. It's a really great introduction into the VR market, but you have to really think about it when developing for it. And so it, it does kind of create that disconnect with with more standard PC VR games. And so, but but it's really great to see games like the Vader Immortal coming over into PlayStation VR. It shows that developers are really starting to put the effort into bringing together all of the different VR systems. And, and that's really good to see. Yes, I'm sure PlayStation users are going to be pretty excited to get all these wonderful new games. Happy for them. But I say PC Master is, but really I, <laughs> I play, all my single player games I play on consoles. So, you know, you guys, don't worry. I'm on your side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to our next bit of news. This week, it's actually ongoing right now. VR Chat is hosting one of the biggest VR events in the world right now. It's called VR Market. It's pretty Japanese-y, um, but it's general for the larger VR audience in general. And there is just about everything that you can possibly imagine there. Um, there are... Th- you can go and you can purchase 3D avatars and 3D models displayed throughout the venue. You can see all sorts of different advertisements and displays that all of these big name companies are are presenting there. And we're talking really big names like Sega, Netflix, Marvel, and SoftBank are presenting at these. Uh, you can actually go look it up right now. It's You can search for Virtual Market 4, and it should be around until the 10th. Yes, just to reiterate and, on that, if if you're looking to get in, there's a if you're going, so it's hosted on VR Chat, so you have to go um, through the world section. For those familiar, they have a virtual market. Wait, wait, virtual market. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> there's a virtual market category that should be open right now, and so as soon as you go into VR Chat into the world section, it should be right there. All of the different options should be pretty uh, they should be pretty visible to you mm-hmm. i am wondering about that though if it is just a pc headset thing because when i was running it without the link like just the quest i couldn't find the maps or, or the worlds i don't know i could find out right now yeah i do believe it is pc vr only okay then that would make sense yeah, the world's were some of them that I saw, so I would imagine that it would be hard to run them on the quest was probably the main problem. Right. Yeah, those were some pretty big worlds. Maybe. Yeah, because yeah, like so, as soon as I was able to run it with the link, we were you know checking out mm-hmm. some of the stuff earlier. He was telling me where to find it. So I, I did it. just confirm. Yeah. So it's great that all of you did get to mm-hmm. experience it. Oh, yeah, sorry. Just you now, did it's, it? it's PC only. All the worlds. Ah. Okay. Okay. That's a shame. <laughs> so, Quest users, get a PC, get a link, 
join uh, uh, the people with uh, uh, a link and a PC. Master Race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shaking my head over here because I knew that was coming. I'm I was, I was like, tempted. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna avoid it, but I just, I, it, it comes out. It's <laughs> <laughs> just happens. Not, not everyone blew their stimulus check on a brand new gaming PC. Okay, some of us did, but not everyone was able. <laughs> so, to worth it. It. so worth it. <laughs> I'm living off ramen for the next month or two, but it's okay. <laughs> all right yeah but about the vr market i the like we were talking about oh, before, yeah. it is a really big world and there's a lot of stuff in there and you can tell that from the second that you first load into that vr chat virtual market world that this is mm-hmm. truly I, something I, special let's see i think adam and i spent and, a good while in it um destiny uh you said you were going to visit it uh did uh, did you get to see it jay yeah, I went in with some random people I met that were kind of showing me around, and I yeah. took the Audi tour. I don't know if anyone else checked that out. You get to like <laughs> ride around in an Audi. It was really glitchy, and I now I don't want to buy an Audi because I'm afraid I'm going to get trapped in it and it's going to electrocute <laughs> me like it did in the demo. But it was really cool to see the detail they put right. into it. Yeah, it was that was probably the one of the biggest things that stood out to me during that whole demo was that like there was well a lot of it was just like VR chat stuff. So like you could buy VR chat like uh, avatars and then like clothing for said avatars. I'm not certain how that pricing and the structure of that works as someone who's had to deal with a bit of VR avatar purchasing through commission. I don't know how it works, but they're offering a lot of that. But the big thing to me was that you could see models of like real life stuff. Like there was some like I mean it was again very Japanese. So there was like a lot of like plush toys and funny looking pens, but. My hands were freaking out for a moment there. Um, uh, but you, but in the concept of it was really cool because you like pick up this this toy, like kind of look at it. Uh, you could see that Audi um, in person, like see the like the scale of the car. It was fairly well modeled, um, and I loved that idea as like being able to see stuff like in VR before purchase. I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm completely in agreement with you, Rip, there. It it is I really think it's something special. And there is all the, the VR specific merchandising and, and real life mm-hmm. merchandising that you can sort of examine. But there's also a lot of more advertisements or events. You're walking around this this virtual world and you're seeing advertisements for the new Black Widow movie, and you can go into a virtual movie theater and see a preview for that movie. Oh, it I is, didn't see that. Right, yeah, there there is a lot of really cool ideas that are coming out in this virtual market that and and these are these aren't small companies we're talking about here. We're talking about Marvel Studios producing and, and creating an entire movie theater in VR for people to check out. This yeah, they, is they had a trailer mm-hmm. for Black Widow, um, for those that are curious. <laughs> it sounds like the first steps to really legitimize VR chat as an actual platform right. for major companies. It also reminds me of like a lot of people out there have probably seen the movie Ready Player One if you're into VR and you found this podcast. So yes. when you <laughs> see in there so much product placement, but that's really the reality of what a VR marketplace could be. It would be tons of advertisers like walking through Times Square, except we can't do that right now because everyone's stuck inside. So this is an amazing option. For people to actually get out there, feel like they're seeing some stuff, for companies to still continue advertising. I, I was really impressed when I saw this. I did not expect to see anything like that in VR chat today. I know, yeah. right? That's what I was saying. Like, honestly, VR chat's really kind of blown my mind in that aspect compared to some of the other social media um, apps out there. You hear that, companies? We're giving you the okay to throw advertisements all over our faces. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only going to make it feel more real if there's just advertisements and build boards and signs and annoying stuff everywhere when we're walking around in the vr world and like that and and i think some people will have problem with that though but i actually think it's a really good thing because it means money into the vr ecosystem which can only mean good things the more money that exists in the vr space the better it'll get for everyone the faster we'll see better vr headsets uh the better you know, higher quality games that we'll see. And so th- this is a really good sign for the future that we're seeing money from these big companies being put into the VR space. There was a word that kept getting thrown around just now that I've never heard before. So I just, I really wanted to put you guys on the spot here and, and ask a question. Uh, I don't know if you know this, probably not. My mom's from Japan. 
And I just heard the word Japanesey out there a couple of times. So I'd really love to hear an <laughs> awkward explanation of what the word Japanesey means. It's like super stereotypical. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. I'm, I'm like, really loving this. Like, like they, um, like, like when uh, Adam and I were were going through it, it's there was like this Seven Eleven tucked in to like one of the spaces, and Adam was telling me he, he lived in uh, Japan for a while himself, and. 7-Eleven is like super popular in Japan and it felt like not just like a like when I walked into the 7-Eleven it didn't just feel like a 7-Eleven it felt like the 7-Eleven I saw like in all those like animes and like all those like it, it had like merchandise for like uh uh I don't know lollies I guess <laughs> 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 let's be real here <laughs> but but like a ton of that stuff they had like uh, uh, anime characters behind the booth, but the general feel of it was sort of that like like you'd expect to see pokey sticks like on half the aisles sort of thing. <laughs> oh, right, right. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that like market feel. That. <laughs> and, and um, just, just that, that, that like very a, a lot, lot of like it's a it's a super vibrant palette. It's it's the style of things that they're selling. Um. It, it it had a very um sort of like very east asian um, atmosphere of like but both korea and japan kind of have a lot of that um feel i think and it does really capture it it does have a very distinct feel and that is actually one of the only concerns i had about this one virtual market is that it, i i speak fluent japanese so it wasn't that big of a deal for me but this is very much catered specifically for a japanese audience and I would love to see this come into more of a, a worldwide state or even more of a, an English focused event similar to this as well. I'd love yeah. to see that come over here to to the English audience. Um, I think it would be fantastic. Absolutely. That was a great, very, very unoffensive way to explain the use of the word. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I can see it though. Like I can see the visual. All right. Um, that wraps it up for this new section. I'm trying to decide if I want to like, so we don't have the social media accounts up as of this recording. So I have nothing to shout out. That said, if I'm doing my job, they're, we, they're, excuse me, they will be in the description. So please check it out. I'm expecting a Twitter account and an Instagram account, and I could be a big fat liar, but we'll find out. Check the description. Moving on to our next section. But first, this next section is brought to you by Asterian Products. They make the Asterian Aura VR headset stand. It's gorgeous. Go on AsterianProducts.com. Code full dive will take $5 off any order, $19.99 or more. So this is the this section is the games we're playing. Uh, we have a couple games mentioned here. We all got to try the big VR MMO Orbis VR. What did you guys think? <laughs> it's very different. Oh, wow. it's very different. I, I can say that. I've never played anything like it. You clearly haven't played a lot of MMOs. <laughs> oh, never. Never. I think it's actually my first one, honestly. Really? Yes. What an introduction. Yeah. Huh. So it was very different for me. But I dug it. It was cool. <laughs> this is one thing I will say about the game. It is ambitious in what it tries to do. It does try yeah. to take an entire full PC MMO game and shove it into a VR setting. <laughs> that is one thing. It is very ambitious in what right. it does. The problem is, is that it has a lot of great ideas and it does hardly any of them well. <laughs> <laughs> it takes... It, it, it really does feel like... Like what you're saying, they brought an MMO into a VR uh, uh, world. It does feel like they just... Like if you could see that game being played in on a 2D screen... And it would barely change, for me at least. Like, sure, I yes. had to draw a rune to cast a spell. And we'll talk about that. That was not a great experience. <laughs> but it just made... It just added an extra step to what could have been the click of a button. And sometimes I wished it was the click of a button. But it plays like a, a standard... It plays like RuneScape, you know? You just, like, once you aggro an enemy, they just come up to you. There's no, like... It doesn't take advantage of VR, basically. It, it's just you versus the enemy and you're activating abilities and for some people maybe that's fun maybe that's like all you're looking for hey so long as there is a game and there is an mmo i am happy you do you but you know with all these like 
exciting games coming out that are like really trying to test boundaries this one really was playing it safe and it even brought a lot of the issues that come with mmos the ui was unintuitive adding friends was not just like difficult but basically impossible under the right circumstance (laughs) to add friends it's got a lot of issues that that's 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 my quick take As someone who's never played MMOs, is it normal to have absolutely no tutorials oh, yes. at all when you walk in? One? Okay, well, that's okay. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. It's sort of like yes, but the systems are so convoluted typically that it doesn't matter. <laughs> Either they throw you in the deep end with nothing, or they throw so much tutorial like garbage at you at the beginning. Like it's it'd be one thing if they like gave it to you. They're not good tutorials, basically. They just yeah. <laughs> throw a ton of information you at you at once. You don't want to spend an hour just clicking and reading stuff that you won't remember. Right. And it's basically the same thing. You have to figure everything out and just talk to other people. And some might argue that's part of an MMO. It it that curve of the the, the first skill ceiling is get learning the game. <laughs> and some people like that. Some people are like, you know, that get weed, weeds out the weak, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> a part of the problem, though, in a VR setting is that you can't tab over to your desktop uh, on your other screen to look up, uh, you know, how to do something. In a VR setting, it's very immersive. And so when you're when you're having problems, it, it is much more frustrating than be able to just stand up from your computer and walk away from it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This whole time you've got this like headset, which, you know, they've made them about as comfortable as a big block of screens and plastic can be, but still, you know, it's hot. (laughs) You're like bored. (laughs) And with the amount of learning you have to do, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot for um, any MMO, let alone, a VR MMO. Yeah, and speaking of hot, uh, I ended up picking a sword class. Didn't really <laughs> yes. realize. Yeah, everyone else is over here either drawing stuff or loading a gun, shooting. I'm having to swing my entire arm repeatedly, <laughs> and I can't even switch my sword hands. I have to swing my arm about forty <laughs> times to kill one enemy, just repeatedly. And there's this really complicated system of I'll do a left swing, a right swing, and an upswing, and it'll do a little more damage. It does like twenty more points of damage on a hundred point swing. So like mm-hmm. I was just sweating, I was tired. It was just not not an amazing experience for me when I was already struggling to figure out how to play the game and now I'm just hot and sweaty and gross on top of it. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. That is one thing I will say about the game though is that they made a great deal of effort to make each class feel distinct and they really nailed that. Each class does play <laughs> completely distinct. <laughs> yes. Terribly balanced. But distinct. <laughs> he's he's not here right now, or he is, but he's behind a glass screen in that direction. Um, we have a, a crew member um, who was playing with us, and he chose a class that was just like at least three times as powerful. And when I say three times, I don't mean like vague numbers. He literally was spitting out numbers three times <laughs> higher than everyone else here. <laughs> It was pretty awful. And here I was. Guys, don't. Whatever you do, if you pick up Arbus VR, even if you like MMOs, I say that like that's a terrible. Nothing against MMO people. I mean, like (laughs) picking up the game despite of its flaws because it's an MMO. That's what I meant. Don't pick the mage class. Just save yourself the trouble. (laughs) You have to cast runes in the air, which I thought sounded really fun. So I went for it. But it's like registration for. drawing runes was awful i could sit there drawing the same darn rune like and i'd have like a 20 percent success rate in actually drawing it correctly and there was no particularly clear understanding of why it was wrong or why it was correct it seemed to be like at random you know, really. maybe you just suck at drawing <laughs> maybe, maybe i suck that's at, I mean, right He's i do maybe, okay i take it back if you are an mmo enthusiast and an artist right <laughs> <laughs> Pick up the mage class. These were pretty complicated things. You had to draw. I mean, one of them looked like a bee. One of them looked like a fork. I mean, really hard things to draw. Your average artist can't just draw a bee. Let alone a bee. Let alone a bee. They're targeting a very specific audience there. Oh, for sure. 
Oh yes, just my class and pulls out his paintbrush and just gets to work. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people that spend a lot of time and like uh uh what are those Oculus like like tilt brush? Yeah, yeah, tilt brush. What I would like to see if someone's gonna play this, uh take the mage class, attach a paintbrush to your controller, put a canvas <laughs> in front of you, just see what comes out when you're done playing. I mean, yeah. It might be Ooh. it might be amazing. Yeah, kind of like uh, maybe you could just attach like you know how there's a lot of Beat Saber mods where you can attach like basically the hilt of a lightsaber to whatever controller you're using. You know, get one of those, and then you can kind of <laughs> pretend it's. That's a really good idea. On to the next game. I've got a couple I've been playing. Uh, Echo VR Invader Immortal. I picked both of these up because I w was hearing some news about them. We didn't say anything about Echo VR because technically it's just news. They have a uh, open beta, I believe, or an open alpha on the Quest. I typically try not to announce that type of news, though. I wait till the actual game is released. But nonetheless, I wanted to pick it up because it piqued my interest. So, have you guys played Echo VR or Echo Arena or Echo Combat? No, nope. I have not. None. I will say, okay, it's not. It doesn't. It's not on my must play. It's not my must play game. That said. It's a must-play VR game. <laughs> um, if nothing else, it's uh, especially for game developers. It's it's very different, and it's a ton of fun. It's made really well. If you've ever read the series Ender's Game, it's basically that brought to life. I cannot recommend it enough. Is it something I'd play regularly? No, probably not. But it was a lot of fun. You're basically like you're in a gravity-free environment while playing Tron. Is kind of the best way I can describe it for for those who don't immediately know what I'm talking about when I say Ender's Game. Um, hopefully, you know what Tron is, or at least, well, <laughs> not the old game series, but the movie. I, I should say where you've got like a disc, you're trying to get it to the other person's goal, and you're using like boosts and stuff to like in this very uh, uh, neon environment. It's super colorful. You're boosting around, trying to like get the disc and the uh, opponents net i suppose super super fun i like ugh, it's such an adrenaline rush don't do the multiplayer off the bat they will crush you do the ai <laughs> but it's a lot of fun i cannot recommend it and it's free you can do the they have echo arena and echo combat i didn't get the chance to do the combat that costs an extra 10 20 dollars um but the echo arena is a ton of fun by itself and the, there's really no reason not to play it uh, disclaimer, on a scale of 0 to 10 for people new to VR, how intense would you say the motion is for people who get sick? That is really – in fact, we should kind of mention that on Orbis. That's something worth always uh, mentioning. Um, but for Echo – you know what? Okay, I've I've got my VR legs. For those that don't know, that's sort of like the, the C legs for VR is the VR legs. So I've got my VR legs, and I will say – when you first boot in and it like introduces you and you, when you first push yourself into the space, you'll have a bit of like, Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> but it only took me a minute to get past that personally. And I, uh, it took me a while to get my VR legs. Um, so I'm pretty prone to motion sickness as VR users go. There's I, between the people I've shared VR with and been able to play it with, I seem to handle it usually the, the least well. Same. Um, and it only took me a minute to get over it. It's not, I will say it's probably not a game you want to play as like your first VR game. You know, that, that'd that be like Beat Saber or Super Hot VR. Um, but that said, once you get some, some VR legs under you, I would say this is um, not too hard to learn. You get, you get used to the zero gravity pretty quickly, I think. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, Rick. Of course. Any um, other games that you guys have been playing recently? Oh, I forgot to mention. Vader Immortal. Oh, the other right. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, have you guys played that game? Or I, I've played all three chapters. You've played all three chapters? Okay, I kind of want to hear what you thought first. Well, so I played these back when I kind of when I first got into PC VR. And mm -hmm. so... Coming from PSVR, I was used to a lot of games that were cinematic, more experienced style, and this definitely kind of fit into that arena for me. It was like, 
it was like, okay, here's some cutscenes and here's a little bit of action or some puzzles. And then here's some more cutscenes or a little bit of action of puzzles. But as a fanboy of Star Wars, I, I love those movies as a kid, the new ones. I'm not going to talk about it. But those original <laughs> ones, I loved them. And I really felt like I was in the universe. I was seeing characters and I really enjoyed it. Is it action-packed gameplay? No. <laughs> it's it's cutscenes and then some stuff to do, but it is really cool. The effects are great. It looks gorgeous. Uh, I definitely really enjoyed the game from that perspective, but if you think this is going to be a Star Wars run-and-gun shooter, it, it is absolutely far from that. Would you I, maybe call it more of an experience than a game? It's a it's, game. It it's is a game. game. It's a game. Okay. It's got game elements. It's it's like a cinematic game, I think is what yeah. I would define okay. it as. Yeah, there's, there's, it's it's... Well, I say it's not going to challenge you. I only played the first episode because I personally didn't think ten it was worth $10 per episode. So I only played the one. But <laughs> um, the very end of that first episode had a, a, a big combat thing that I won't spoil. Um, but uh, I was taking a lot of hits during that. That said, I took a lot of hits and I did not <laughs> die. So it seems to be a pretty easy game. It doesn't really challenge you much. Kind of like what he said. I It was fun. Don't get me wrong. And especially if you're someone who loves Star Wars, I, I would almost argue it's a. it might be a must-play, at least the first episode, because it's super cool to see. It's super cool to see Vader, like, in person. That was sick. And I might pay $10 for that experience alone. But I had that experience, and that's why I don't want to pay the next $10. I'll jump in there, though. Uh it gets more difficult and it gets, I would say, better with oh. each one. If you love part one, I would definitely at least buy part two. And then you'll probably end up buying part three. Uh, <laughs> okay. Very, very minor spoiler part two. You get to you use the force a lot more. And that in VR, it just goes together so well. I I've played a lot of Beast Saber, but man, it does not compare to the lightsaber they give you in that game. Oh my goodness. It is... Yes. I like it's an orgasmic experience <laughs> being able to like turn that on and off. It was a lot of fun, but yeah, in terms of a game, I I, I definitely felt it was personally the game itself was lacking. It did feel a bit more like an experience, even though it was a game. Is is was sort of my problem with it, and it was also stupidly short. And when I say short, I mean I beat it. I I, I checked my time played after playing it so not including menus or wait no sorry including menus and just like starting things up it was a 43 minute total playtime which is not a lot and i wasn't like trying to burn through it that was pretty regular like stopping to be like whoa and turning the lightsaber on on and off for at least half that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it, it was it's really short maybe the maybe the two and three are longer but Episode one, I, I don't know. It was like it was fun, <laughs> and it was really cool to see Star Wars. I will easily say, if you're not a Star Wars fan, it's probably not worth it. <laughs> In fact, I almost guarantee it's not worth it. It's it's definitely f geared towards people who are just going to like sit in the pilot seat of an X-wing. You don't get to do this, but per se, sit in the pilot seat of an X-wing and be like, yeah, I'd pay sixty bucks for this. You know, those, <laughs> it's going for those people. Did you try the dojo, though? Dojo is another part of it. I didn't. Okay. Should I have? <laughs> if you are a Star Wars fan, yes. The dojo... <laughs> some people say the dojo is the game. You okay. get to... And in each chapter, there's a new dojo with new abilities. I mean, you can... You, this isn't a spoiler. You can throw your lightsaber in, in some of oh, the wow. dojos and do the whole force throw and get it back. So, like, there's a that lot of the dojos fun. that aren't part of the game that ups the action and ups the intensity of it heavily. So the dojo probably helps it be a little more worth the price. I am interested to see with it coming to PSVR as a package deal. Will that be $25 for the entire thing? Or are they going to upscale us and try and charge $40? That would be, honestly, if they came out for a package deal, even on the uh, on like PC, I would probably jump for that. It, it Well, I wish I would have jumped for that before I already spent $10 on the first one. <laughs> but if, okay, so basically, if you're watching this podcast and you check the Oculus store right now and there's a sale right now, get it. <laughs> yes. I'll say that. I have a game that I've been trying out. It is right. a game called Box VR. Ooh. And oh, the, it is an exercise one. game. Yeah, it is a workout game for VR. I picked it up uh, this last week because, uh, you know, 
I, I, uh, I've been inside a lot during quarantine yeah. and I need to start Moving getting around. back into my outside body. <laughs> um, but it's been a really fun, great experience. I got to say it, it's out of the different VR workout games and different experiences that I've been looking at. This one is by far the best one that I've ever seen. What is what would be the difference between that and Creed? Uh, the difference is I have not played Creed. <laughs> so box VR isn't actually a boxing game. You don't have an opponent in front of you. It is more like Beat Saber, but with boxing. Oh, okay. And so different notes are flying towards you, and you have to punch them and do different moves like uppercuts or swings in order to get the notes. Yeah, and so it feels very Beat Saber, but just due to the type of motions that they have, and they have real trainers that come in and create choreographed courses. Um, it is a really good workout experience. I, I actually, I didn't mention it here because I picked it up roughly three to four weeks ago. But I did the exact same thing as soon as quarantine started. I was already sick for like a month prior to quarantine. <laughs> um, not coronavirus. It, it was something else. <laughs> but I was already sick. And um, so I'd already felt like I was like, uh, trapped indoors for like t- two, three weeks, and then quarantine started. So I was like, "Okay, I'm going to be here a while." <laughs> so I immediately got Box VR, pretty much. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about that. I'll have to check it's it out. It's really good. It's I still play it routinely. The, I like it so much. Um, it's kind of what he said. It's is it like a true replacement for going to the gym? Probably not. First off, it doesn't do any work on your legs, but it's a lot of fun. It's 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 light Beat Saber in the sense that it's like a fun music oriented game, but it feels a lot more like a a fitness experience than a gaming experience. Yes, very much so. Like everything about the game or everything about Box VR is definitely specifically tied to a workout experience, like where you might see a score screen in. In Beat Saber, instead you have the number of calories that you've burned. Like, like fitness is very much in your face at all times in this game. And the workouts are really well made. I uh, have seen my own progress doing it. I started only like barely being able to do the seven minute one, and now I'm able to do like closer to eleven to fourteen minutes. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. It feels good, man. If if you are like feeling down or feeling angry or something, you don't like this quarantine, just boot up some box VR and just get it out. I'm sure actual boxing people will hate it though. Cause <laughs> they're going to play this and be like, this teaches you such bad form. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's not a perfect experience, but it's a really solid way to get a workout. And what's really nice about it versus a game like beat saber. I, I sweat in beat saber. Once you get good enough and you're doing like the expert levels, it's a hard game and you're you're you get a workout but the problem with beat saber is it works you out really quickly especially when you're doing those harder levels yes this one because it's so focused on the experience it builds you up slowly you don't get two minutes in and already feel like you're dying you only you start to feel like you're dying around the last like two to three minutes where you're like i can barely keep up my arms um which is feels good you know right yeah you get to actually monitor your progress Exactly. Yeah, it, it's a choreographed workout. So you get the whole warm up and then the high intensity middle part, like the actual workout and then the cool off. So it, it's very well choreographed. It's funny that you mentioned that, like literally this past week, I've heard a bunch of talk about that game, like more than ever. <laughs> so maybe because of the quarantine, like it's just getting more spotlight now. Right. It was also on sale on PSVR for like the first time really recently. So a lot of people got it there who hadn't played it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I've got to admit, I actually added it on my Vive port as a plan of part of this quarantine. I just haven't gotten to it yet. So I, I was thinking <laughs> about it because of being stuck at home. I did the exact same thing. Probably a lot of people did. I said, oh, I've been thinking about this. I have no way to get to the gym right now. I should get this. So I yeah. would bet that made a spike in it too. Oh, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out then. The other thing, too, about quarantine and what's really important, uh, I've been playing a lot of Rec Room. I'd recommend Rec Room or VR chat, as we're doing here, just because you got to be social. You got to find a way to still talk to your friends, hang out with people. So if you got a Mm -hmm. VR headset, this is a great time to use it to find a way to be social. It makes a big difference in how I feel when I actually get to hang out with people in VR versus just sitting at home alone and being sad. I think think that our next opinion section should be 
VR in quarantine. I think that'd be a pretty good topic. Yes. Okay. Tune in next yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. Because yeah, I definitely have some stuff that we can bring up for that too. Like mm-hmm. kind of like the exercising, but I know Alt Space does um, like a meditation or like a yoga class. Oh. And so yeah, there's a bunch of cool things that people can definitely huh. try out. That definitely sounds like the kind of thing that would work a lot better with a quest <laughs> compared to a lot of these. <laughs> that's, yes, that's definitely true. <laughs> like I do a lot of like active stuff with this string attached to my head. Get wrapped up in it. Yeah, but I can def like being on the ground and doing all that stuff. Maybe not so much. We're gonna end this off with our opinion section again for this week's opinion section. We've got what is our recommended game, not necessarily our favorite game. But the must-have game. Like, if you could only have one game on your system, what would it be? Let's start off with Destiny. I chose at random. That's a tough <laughs> one. Okay, so, I mean, definitely, obviously, Pavlov. That's, <laughs> like, literally what got me so hardcore, like, wanting a quest and getting into VR in general. But um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be a tie between Pavlov and Arizona Sunshine. Really? Yes. I didn't think Arizona had that much content. To oh, be I love it. Okay, so like when you were talking about the game being short, that literally reminded me of Arizona Sunshine. When I first played it, like literally the day it had came out, um, I got it and yeah, I burned through it super quick. And so I was like, oh, you know, that's cool, whatever. But then I tried out horde mode and that's like this completely separate mode where it's it's a little bit more continual like you can play it for a long time like it's not a short chapter yes exactly and uh, especially like if you do it online like multiplayer like it's so so fun don't get me wrong i love the story mode but yeah you can play it for so much longer and then now over time um they've released like other you know the dlcs and stuff that i'm wanting to check out that have added to the length of the story but um, regardless, like the replayability of that game has been insane. I love it. Like I have almost nothing negative to say about it, other than it is a little bit short. I kind of saw it too late to fit into the podcast, but I think I saw something about it getting a piece of DLC either like today or very recently. Um, I don't know how quickly I can pull that up, but it's had two pieces that I've played of DLC. Okay. Both still short DLCs. I mean, I think the original campaign lasts, what, four to five hours, maybe, depending okay. on how you play it. But each DLC has been about another hour. But it's telling it other perspectives and other stories, yes. which is pretty cool. And then, and like, you think those are interesting stories? I know yeah. from the clips I've seen, for sure. Like, I know the one, the DLC they just released for the quest is the last one. Like, it ended everything. So I'm excited to check that out and see how they kind of tie everything together. But, um, but yeah, it, it looks super cool. And then even with the horde mode that I was talking about, originally, at least with Quest, they just had the one map map that you could play, but now they've added, I think it's two or three other maps that wow. it's not just standstill. Like, you can actually move around. So it's weird. It's almost like a hybrid of that mode and story mode. Huh. And it's up to four people playing Horde mode together. I played a lot of Arizona Sunshine with you, although, or I played a lot of Arizona Sunshine myself. And so it's up to four people in Horde mode. It's really fun with friends. The the one thing I will say about the game, because you're saying you didn't have any negatives besides the fact that it ended, for me, the how short it was, was quite a negative because the problem was the campaign really pulled me in and right at the end i was like this is getting really good i am really excited (laughs) for this game is going and then it ends right in that moment and Uh, both of the dlcs do the same thing if they had taken the exact same game and made it three times the length it would have been a system seller because it starts to really draw you in but mm -hmm. then it stops and it just leaves you painfully disappointed there isn't more so that was my biggest problem with it Hmm. Uh, yeah i'm excited to check that out and another like positive thing i do have to say about um that game in general is the company vertigo period like they're super nice people um and i don't know they really keep the community up to date and because i've been on their discord and yeah i just i love it i love everything about it you have got to go ahead (laughs) <laughs> okay, I will, I will take the reins. You have Go got ahead. to find a friend 
that has a PSVR and an aim controller and play it again with the aim controller. That is the only way I will play it on PSVR. But that two-handed gun in your hands, when you're playing with two-handed weapons all throughout the game, it changes the game. It's a different experience. And I think it's actually the best way to play it, having played it all the different ways now. Or, 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 you become a true Master Race player and get a <laughs> VR stock for your PC controllers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Well, we'll just leave that one at that. <laughs> no, I kid. I've actually been able to use that, and it's way better than the Pro Stock and all the other VR stocks that are available. That said, I did just somewhat, well, not just, but I for a couple of weeks now, I've, I've been using the Magni stock. Pretty great piece of um, equipment. I would highly recommend it, especially for you Pavlov people, if you don't have a pro stock already or something like it. Cool. Yeah, okay, I'll have to check that out. I've always <laughs> wanted one. It's, it's like night and day difference for aiming. Like, seriously. Yeah, you can't go back. Nice. <laughs> um, Adam, what's your game? So, I'm actually in agreement with Destiny here. I think okay. Pavlov is the definitive <laughs> game for VR. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It is... So we've talked a lot about a lot of different games here. and uh, But I think the thing that really sets Pavlov apart is that it is polished from the ground up made for VR. It is like everything about the game, from the way that you move, from the way that you interact with your guns, it, it feels the most comfortable world interaction in VR that, that I've seen in the game. And so I think, like, a, a lot of these other games are hard to pick up and play. There's a couple of good ones, like Beat Sabers, another fantastic game for VR. But I think Pavlov, there's a certain sort of fantasy and immersion in Pavlov that when you get in the game, you pick up the gun, and you're showing someone who's brand new to VR all the different ways that you're interacting with the gun. Just Even just reloading your gun in Pavlov and VR feels incredible. And that's yeah. why I think it is the definitive, <laughs> in my opinion, the definitive VR game. It is for sure. I will say one thing about Pavlov though, um, when y'all were talking about the motion sickness earlier, since that was like one of the first games that I instantly installed, um, for people who are new to VR, it if you get any kind of motion sickness, it is gonna affect you. Like you're gonna feel it. Like it was pretty rough on me. I lasted about five minutes and I was done <laughs> for a while and I've had to try to build it up since then. But um mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, Pavlov's great, like, for almost, I think, all of, other than the, I think, the PSVR, like, everybody else has it, right? You're making me want to try it again. I'm more of an onward player myself, but... But see, (laughs) I have to try onward, so we'll we'll switch, like... Yes, yes, let's do it. So I went to a VR arcade, That's and I I got to play Pavlov and uh, Arizona Sunshine. That's like where I played those. And so I, w- I do need to own Pavlov again, I think, and, and sort of give it another shot. Yes, definitely try it again. Can't recommend it enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I am not going to jump on the Pavlov train here, and I am going <laughs> to say over and over again, Beat Saber. And I have many reasons why. One, it is a system seller for VR. I put my dad in VR and had him play Beat Saber. He's never played a video game in his life. He just loved it. He bought a Quest so he can now play Beat Saber at home. It gives you... (laughs) Sounds about right. It gives you exercise. Anyone can play it. It is so simple. There's no explanation what you have to do. Literally, you just swing these things. There's no buttons. There's nothing. Anti-gamers love Beat Saber. That is true. It is only something that can work in VR. I think yes. Pavlov looks amazing and everything. Could it be remapped buttons on a keyboard and be played? I'm going to say yes. You two might argue with me there, but really, well, it's... I think it already is. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it is. is. It's it's so yeah. yeah, that's an easy, easy yes. It, it can be done on me. <laughs> Beat Saber cannot. I mean, you could you could press A and X and slash. It's not the same. It has to be played in VR to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that sets it apart. And it's definitely the game that I have spent the most time playing in VR by far. Uh, I I was kind of obsessed. It's actually the reason I joined the PC Master Race. I can't think of it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I was so, I'd played the songs on PSVR so many times. I needed new songs. I needed the custom songs. I went out and got the PC and the Rift just to play custom songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And then some of my neighbors, actually, they'd seen some of the mixed reality videos I made of Beat Saber, and they wanted to try it out. They didn't have any interest in VR. They got a quest now, and they now play it too. I mean, it is the great unifier of VR, and it's I, I can't sing its praises enough. It all, it's also getting people to exercise, getting you to move. It's breaking people's shoulders and their arms and hurting them also. <laughs> it's all good. I love it. I think it's the must-have game of VR. Yeah, and I mean... I guess what it really has going for it is you don't get any motion sickness from it, so it is really good for right. beginners. Yes, no motion sickness. And it's one of the few games still, I mean, I love Half-Life, but Half-Life people have found ways to play it outside of here. It's one of the few games that it's just nothing without VR. And that's what we need to keep pushing the platform, is games that actually need to be VR. I will, that uh, you mentioned Half-Life Alex, I want to say, that I, to give Half-Life Alex some credit, they did make a game that compared to games like Onward or Pavlov or a lot of those, even Arizona. Th those are games that you could definitely see being remapped for PC. Half-Life Alex is a game that, while it could be remapped for PC, absolutely is designed for VR despite it being a shooter. It absolutely deserves that like stamp of... It's a... It, it, as someone who just finished it, it's a truly VR title. If you're one of those people that are like waiting for the mod that allows you to play it on PC, please do yourself a favor. Don't it, it, play it at a friend's house. It's just a truly exceptional experience in VR. And I don't think you're going to have nearly as much fun. It's going to be slow. It's going to be tedious. It, it, it needs that VR to bring it to life. And it's, it, it's so much more for it. Yeah, I really want to try that one out. Um, I was kind of bummed out a while back. I don't know if I just read something wrong, but I thought that game was supposed to be coming to Quest. And so then the release oh, date, I was so oh. stoked. And then, yeah, no, I was completely let down. Oh. But I have the link now. So, yeah. Link it up. To check that it's, out, too. It's not my must-have, but it is absolutely a must-own, in my opinion. Like, more so than the previous times I've said that. And more than any of these games. And I think all of these are... The all these games we've mentioned so far are definitely better games. Like if you can only have one game on your system, they're better games for that. But if you can have two games on your system, the other one's Half Life Alex, because <laughs> <laughs> it's sure it's not replayable like these other games. Uh, maybe, but not really. But it's just it's a beautiful experience. Everyone's everyone who has VR is just doing them a disservice if they don't already own the game and aren't working their way through it. One problem that I have with Half-Life Alex, no and, and that's not to say, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is incredible, but it is really hard to bring people into that game because of the type of game it is. Like with half, like with uh, Pavlov or Beat Saber, you can get someone, someone who doesn't have VR, pop them in a VR headset and say play, mm -hmm. and they'll have a blast with it. You can't right. really do that with Half-Life Alex because it's a story-driven game. It's it's really hard to just pop them in the middle of a level of Half-Life Alex and say, have fun. Right. It, it is an incredible game, but it's, it's hard to show people that it's incredible. <laughs> right. I think I do agree with that. Yeah, okay. You're right. It, but that's not a problem with the game. It's just how it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, my must-have. So, uh, there's sort of like, I, I'm going to say two, but not, not really. So, I definitely agree with you. It, like, in a broad audience... Beat Saber is like it's incredibly replayable. You can have anyone play it. It's got a massive skill ceiling. It's just a ton of fun. Like I, as much as I love all the other games I play, Beat Saber is exhilarating. It's fun. You just like, gosh darn it, I can't keep saying it enough. It is so fun. <laughs> Beat Saber <laughs> is a great game. They, I forget who develops that game off the top of my head, but they really nailed it. I will say it's like it's pretty good by itself, but I would recommend if if you like have it on quest, for example, try to do like the side quest stuff because with mods, it's like suddenly the sky's the limit. Oh yeah, whole another world. That said, it is not my must-have. If I had to have one game on my system, it would be Elite Dangerous because I will always come back to that game. It's super grindy. <laughs> <laughs> It's super grindy. It's not for everyone. I don't think it's everyone's must-have. But for me, I always come back to it. I always love 
hopping back into my crate mark two, just boosting around, doing combat, doing trading, doing well, trading's not so fun. Doing uh <laughs> doing void opal mining in particular. Um, not even other types of mining. But it's it's I've been playing it for years. I played it a lot before hopping into VR. It's the game that brought me into VR. And I, when I first played it, there was an issue with it where the skybox felt like it was really close. So I, it ended up not really being the game I got to play in VR, which I was super bummed about. And that's when I like, you know, I got all the other VR games at that point. But with some updates and where it is right now, it's I just keep hopping back in. I will always keep doing that. And for me, that's my my must own VR game. And I would recommend trying it out if you haven't already. You'll hate it, but <laughs> is it Hotas compatible or is it best yes, played with your? Hands? It is. It it it's best played with a Hotas. Okay. Um, you can play it with a Xbox controller. You you can't you cannot play it with the uh, like VR oh. controllers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, they just don't have enough buttons. <laughs> <laughs> um and that's really true of like most flight simulators that are that are or or racing simulators that are vr compatible there's like some exceptions like vtol vr but um for the most part all of like the true in-depth simulator games which elite dangerous is like sort of in the sense that there's not a lot of space simulator games um it's definitely best for the hotas but you don't have to like drop a ton of money on a hotas i have the really cheap thrustmaster like i don't know $30, $60, I forget. Um, and that thing's beautiful. It, it comes pre-binded, and while I did a bit of adjustments, you're pretty much good to go just buying a HOTUS. It'll it'll work off the bat. Um, that said, you can if you already, if you want to try it out, and you don't have a HOTUS, and you don't want to be like, well, how will I know if it's a good game without a HOTUS? Don't worry, it works perfectly fine with an Xbox or PlayStation controller. So, I actually have Elite Dangerous, and <laughs> yes, I don't like rebuttal. it very much. <laughs> and, and I am a big flight sim guy. I have all sorts of flight sims, especially for VR, with a flight stick and everything. I just... Elite Dangerous is just a, a really big game to get into at first, especially for VR. Yep. And it, it is a really <laughs> imposing experience at first. Oh, and yes. it was, it's been hard for me to get into. I will walk you through it, man. But I have to agree. So I'm the kind of I I I don't mind that so much. I for a game like Orbis, absolutely not. But <laughs> for Elite Dangerous, like to me, the difficulty and just landing for the first time was this wonderful challenge that I loved. But it took me an hour. <laughs> it took me an hour to land. Just just one time. Oh, wow. My first time playing. That said, if you have someone to help you through it, it's not nearly as hard. I walked, I've had friends try Elite Dangerous and I'm able to get them landing in like five minutes. But so much of Elite Dangerous, so it's best with a friend, I suppose, someone who's already played, um, because it doesn't hold your hand. I take that back. It added a lot of tutorials. That's part of why it's a lot easier now. It actually has a lot of great tutorials now. It's a lot easier to jump into than it was like three or four years ago when I first hopped into Elite Dangerous. Um, that said, it's still got a huge skill curve. And once you get beyond like the basic stuff you want to do, like taking off and sitting down and maybe like a light bit of trading, you kind of have to Google everything. There's, It's not intuitive. To me, that was a good thing, though. I didn't want a... I wanted a gameplay experience that sort of was, like, kind of like, um... Oh, what's his name? Uh, he does, like, the something is a nightmare, here's why videos. Have you guys uh, ever seen those? Up is down or something? Yeah, up, up is, is down. down. He did a video on Elite Dangerous, and it's, it's a pretty good, like, summary of Elite Dangerous, I think. Um, and he mentioned how when you're it, flying a spaceship is like flying a spaceship as it should be. You shouldn't just be able to hop in and fly a spaceship, much like you shouldn't be able to just hop into a jet engine and take it off. You know, that <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated than that. And I was okay with that. I was expecting it as I went in. And for me, that just made it. It means that once you get better, you have more control over what you're doing. That's how I saw it. It does have a really, you're right though. It's got a super tough learning curve it's not like league of legends tough but it's a uh, pretty <laughs> tough 
All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be coming out with a new podcast next week. Same time. Um, hopefully with even bigger, more exciting stuff, more news, more games to play. If you want to support us, we will be creating a Patreon at some point. I don't know if it's going to be out at the time of this podcast. Again, check the description below. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. For those of you who actually made it till the end of that, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that uh, very old episode with some very rough audio. And we will see you next time. And remember, Doi Von In.